So many times I stand on the back deck of the cabin, enjoying the unobstructed long-range view of the mountains and listening to the quiet. The only thing that interrupts the quiet is the sound of the creek that is at the height of spring runoff. And it is now the middle of June and there is still plenty of snow above Timberline, which means it was a productive snow-filled winter. And as I sit here, I think about how Colorado has changed so much since my moving here many years ago. But despite those changes, I can still come home and listen to the peace and quiet. But if I venture past the locked gate that guards our privacy, I'm quickly reminded of how the world has moved away from sustainability and to sustainable stress. So stay tuned, folks, for episode 140. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 140, which is called Sustainable Stress. Now, in my last episode, which was called The Happy Stranger, I talked a little bit about how much Colorado has changed during the time I've lived on the cabin property, and I also talked about how those improvements or so-called progress, have come at a price. I've developed certain avoidance tactics by running errands or going to the supermarket at 6 in the morning to avoid the crowds. And I've even developed avoidance tactics because of the flood of traffic, especially on the weekends. But fortunately, we have reduced our commuting by more than 50%, And we both now spend a lot more time at home. And for me, that has been the result of changing a lot of things about how I work and who I work for. And I now have seven to 10 day blocks of time off on a regular basis. But I feel fortunate that despite of all the growth in Colorado, many things at the cabin have remained relatively unchanged. And of all the time that I've owned this property, only four acres have been altered in any way, and the remaining 42 acres are still in their natural state. And in fact, for the first six or seven years that I lived at the cabin, I was the only full-time resident. There are now four properties that are occupied full-time, but because we are spread out over 160 acres, And because of local geography and our personal schedules, we only see each other every few weeks. So the only true impact on me is that I now hear vehicle and equipment noise a couple of times a week because the new property owners across the valley are making improvements. But when you live in such a quiet place as we do, 
Even the sound of a human voice carries for almost half a mile, depending on the direction of the wind. But I can rest assured that the noise will cease once their improvements are finished. And I'm pretty certain they felt the same way about me when I was building the sunroom last year. And if any of you have ever worked with metal roofing, then you know there is no quiet way to make cuts for a custom fit. In fact, hearing protection is a must. And I am certain that once I fire up the metal cutting saw, all the local wildlife probably run for their lives. But there are many times in this little small community where we're all making noise. From road improvements to stocking up on wood for the winter, we each have times when we have to interrupt the quiet. But once the work is complete, the quiet returns. And sometimes when I have a lot of work to do, I will apologize to the neighbors in advance for all the noise. But in the end, all of us are very respectful of each other because we all live here for the same reason. It is simply a reprieve from the chaos that ensues once you venture past the gate. But when I do have blocks of time off to work on projects at home, eventually I do have to venture out into the world and run errands or do something such as go to the supermarket. And when that time comes, I am almost immediately reintroduced to the very reasons people in our culture are so stressed all of the time. Although many things at the cabin have remained relatively unchanged over the last 25 years, the entire world around where I live has changed significantly. And all it takes to bring that to my full attention is for me to drive the eight miles down the county road in order to reach the main highway. In fact, I was just thinking just the other day that it seems as if every single time that I have to run any sort of errand on my day off, I end up being confronted with some sort of unpleasant aspect of our culture. Because people drive like maniacs because they're always in a hurry. Prime time in the supermarket is never really entertaining. And people are typically rude and I often hear unpleasant angry conversations about some minor infraction from a neighbor or maybe they're just generally unhappy with life. But such things tend to make me cringe just a little bit because after spending several days at the cabin enjoying the peace and tranquility, I am reminded of how frequently the world is just not a peaceful place. Because most people are constantly in a hurry and perhaps it's because the average person has an endless list of obligations to attend to, which is apparently more important than simply enjoying life or focusing on things that bring you value and make you happy. But once I return to the cabin where there is a general lack of man-made noise, I often think of how the world would be a less stressful place if everyone had a cabin to go home to every day. It often occurs to me that the more we have moved away from sustainability, 
the more stressful the world has become because things used to be simple. Instead of sustainability, we have sustainable stress. In general, I think people would be in a better mood and much happier and healthier if they only had a place and a means to relieve all the constant pressure and stress of our modern culture. Because perhaps if people were more familiar with the detrimental effects of constant stress, they might make it more of a priority to avoid it. In fact, modern science and research has shown that stress can contribute to things such as digestive problems, a weakened immune system, and even high blood pressure, which is going to cause an increased risk of heart disease and stroke. But you know, financial problems for most people are a leading cause of stress. In fact, 60% of us admit to that. Four out of five people are stressed about the cost of living and financial stress even causes physical symptoms in 60% of people that are surveyed. And it even seems that the younger generations are suffering more stress compared to older generations. And in fact, 55% of us say we are able to we are unable to enjoy life simply because of stress. So considering all this, I started thinking about how things were when I was growing up on the farm in Georgia. Yes, we were stressed at times because there was a, a lot of work to do. And yes, we were stressed because we worked long days sometimes canning and processing our own food. And yes, we were stressed when one of our big farm animals was sick and that was an animal that we were going to depend on for food. And yes, we were stressed when we would go fishing and it was the really big one that got away. But at least for me, at the time, life seemed very simple. Even as a teenager, my life seemed very simple. And when I started working for my own money at the age of 12, life certainly seemed simple. Even when I was 16 and 17 and working almost full time and going to high school, life seemed pretty simple. Even after I moved to Colorado and was out on my own for the first time, life seemed pretty simple. And now, of course, living at the cabin, life is pretty simple. So why is it that we are so stressed these days? And is our culture now really that much different than it was, let's say, 30 or 40 years ago? A recent Gallup poll revealed that 4 in 10 adults worldwide say they experience a lot of worry and stress. And one factor, of course, that has resulted in that is the recent pandemic. However, the pandemic is not entirely to blame. Some research suggests that the overall decline in mental health is actually related to the feelings of an uncertain future. So, for example, rising inequalities between skilled and unskilled workers in a technology-driven culture results in economic insecurity for many. Psychologist Josh Briley, a fellow at the American Institute of Stress, 
is not surprised at the results of surveys about stress in our culture. And Dr. Briley simply says, things these days are moving faster. There's so much information being thrown at us all the time. And of course, media thrives on the bad stuff. So we're constantly bombarded with crisis after crisis in the news, on social media, on the radio, and even in our podcasts. And all of that is drowning out the good things that are happening. And other psychologists agree that being more connected via the internet means people in one country can be profoundly affected by what happens in another country, and this often gives people a sense of uncertainty and insecurity, which of course causes stress. And of course, it was not always this way. All the things we hear about constantly, prices going up, gas prices going up, supply chain problems, climate change, and the impact that has on people, and even the mass shootings. And some bad things happen halfway around the world, and we hear about it 10 minutes later, and this does nothing but give us a sense of uncertainty and insecurity about our future. And we get to the point to where we start feeling as if there is no safe place. And on top of that, we are constantly trying to do too much. We're being constantly connected with social media. So we can compare and despair makes, you know, makes us think we need to manage and accomplish all things all the time. It's not really possible to always excel at work and at home. It's not always possible to travel the world and nurture your home life. We can't be everything to everyone all the time, yet that is what we try and do. Yet certainly, I have an appreciation for that state of the modern world, and I know this because I have been there. And you know very well, if you've been following me for some time, there was a time when I was buried under a crushing load of debt and worked an average of 80 hours a week. Then finally, when I reached a point of complete burnout that ultimately pushed me to literally upend my entire life, I decided to make a change, and five years later, I was completely debt-free and suddenly had more personal freedom than I'd ever had in my entire adult life. But you know, short of doing what I did, and short of going off the grid, of course, What can you do to manage the sustainable stress that we have in our modern world? So what exactly is the best antidote? Well, first of all, I think many of us need to learn to prioritize what's important to us. So stop trying to do everything at all at once and stop trying to be everything to everyone, which only makes you feel as if you're being pulled in different directions all the time without ever having any real focus, goal, or even a purpose. One of the basic principles of simplifying your life is really truly to just make a list of the top four to five things that mean the most to you, things that make you happy, 
things that produce value in your life, and then you make room in your life for those four to five things. The next tip I have is to develop some healthy stress relief mechanisms. Because stress is inevitable in life, in modern life. Everyone feels some sort of stress from time to time and you just can't avoid it. But too often we make poor decisions about managing our stress. We drink alcohol or we reach for sugar or caffeine or we eat fatty comfort foods. When what we should be doing is going for a walk, doing a workout, engaging in some physical labor or just simply spending time outdoors. Because all of these things have been shown to relieve stress and will also help you to be healthier. My next recommendation is one of my favorite and that is to disconnect from the world. Because this is something I truly cannot overemphasize. Just simply disconnect from the constant text messages, emails, voicemail, phone calls, and social media that mostly provide meaningless stimulation and brings us no value. You know, I do remember a time in my life when <clears throat> when a good friend of mine kept telling me I needed to have an email account and I kept insisting I didn't need one. And a couple months later, he called me and said, oh, by the way, here's your email account I set up for you, and here is the password. And about that same time, I was asking another friend of mine about something that had to do with the governor of Colorado, and he stared at me in disbelief and told me to get my head out of the trees because that particular person had not been in office for over five years. So I guess in many ways you could say I am the king of being disconnected, but these days I would say I am a lot better about being connected and watching world events and keeping up on things a little bit better, but I also refuse to let it rule my life. And I would strongly advise that you do the same thing because I think you'll be a lot happier. Because oftentimes when I'm at home at the cabin with several days off, I might check my cell phone once or twice a day. I probably don't I spend a couple days without ever even looking at business email. And I certainly don't look at the news. So that is... You know, I, like I said, I've gotten a little bit better at this, but it really is quite a relief to not pay so much attention to such things. And that being said, the next tip I think deserves a little special attention, and that is to limit your time on social media. Because numerous studies have revealed that too much social media results in more stress and even causes mental health problems. So if you're glued to your social media platform, then learn to limit your time or perhaps give it up altogether. My next tip is to get organized and set up some financial goals. And I wanted to include this since 60% of us say that financial stress really limits our happiness in our world. 
And so certainly financial challenges are by far a leading cause of stress for most people. But you can relieve some of that stress by setting some goals. So for example, focus on paying one debt off at a time or make a goal to save a certain amount of money every month so you have extra in the event of an emergency. And certainly limit your spending and only purchase exactly what you need. And my next tip to relieve your stress is actually to connect with people face to face. Because it's obvious that because of the internet we are more connected to people than ever but in fact we're so connected to people all over the world that we don't even know our neighbors. And furthermore I often see groups of people sitting at a table in a restaurant and they're not even having a conversation because they're all too busy looking at their phones. So make a personal connection with people and this can end up being really valuable. Not to mention the best time to make a friend is when you don't really need one because one of these days when you actually do need help your aid will come from a personal friend or neighbor and not from that online friend. And my last tip here for managing your stress is to simply learn to manage some of your own resources. And of course you would expect me to say that, you know, coming from a person that's lived off the grid for 25 years. But but seriously, in a time of need, forethought and planning and a little creativity and ingenuity are going to be your best friends. So having extra supplies and dry goods at home and growing some of your own food or having a freezer that runs solely off solar energy so you're not affected if the grid goes down. Making your own bread, home canning, keeping extra water around are all simple things to do and it will make you worry a lot less and make you feel a lot more secure in the event that there is an actual emergency. And just simply being prepared a little bit, I think is something that most of us really truly tend to overlook because we are so accustomed to things and conveniences being right at our fingertips. So at the end of the day, it is impossible to avoid some sort of stress in our lives. And if nothing else, that is part of being responsible. But there are so many things about our modern culture that tend to put more stress on us than what's actually necessary. And the problem is that most of us buy into that when we don't really have to. So just remember and think about that so many of the things we do are a matter of habit. It's, it's an accepted cultural norm or it's simply a matter of choice. But much of this is directly related to the stress that we feel every day. And as you have likely heard me say before, sustainability lends to simplicity and simplicity leads to a healthy life with less stress, peacefulness, and a whole lot more personal freedom. So well folks, that is about it for this week. and. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode and it helps you lead a more fruitful and stress-free life. And I hope you will join me again next week. But until then, this is your host, Patrick, signing off. Always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future.